This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. I'm your host, Robert Gerrish. Flying Solo is an Australian online community and home to stacks of free resources, discussion forums, professional development tools, and a whole lot more. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Today I catch up with content creator Daniel Oyston, who has some great tips to share. We start with Daniel explaining how we can get into the flow of generating content. This interview was originally recorded as a live radio segment, hence the listener involvement that pops up from time to time. Probably the first thing is, and I don't always practice what I preach myself, but probably the first thing is to try, if you can, to set aside some time for your content marketing each week, even if that's just half an hour or 40 minutes, uh, because it is the sort of thing that gets pushed down, pushed down. There's phone calls, there's meetings, I better finish this document, this quote, chase that client type stuff. So it always sort of gets pushed down. But in terms of coming up with ideas and topics, probably the easiest pot for people to go to is the questions that their clients are the current or potential clients are asking them. Mm, because that's a great point. That indicates to us that people need knowledge and information because they're asking that question. Mm. But if you give it to them verbally or just in an email, I guarantee you that those people aren't the only people with that question. So if you can create some content, whether it's a blog, a white paper, even a short video or even an audio piece like this that you can reuse whenever anybody asks that question, that's probably the easiest place to start and quite often what I do when I'm in uh, client meetings, particularly with uh, new clients, uh, is I draw a little column down the right-hand side of my page with my notes on it mm-hmm. and any questions that come up that I think I've got a piece of content that I've written about that. So testimonials is a really, um, mm. a really good topic. A lot of people ask me about testimonials. Should I write them myself with fake customers? Mm. Should I get my own customers to write them? I've written a blog about how to write awesome testimonials. So I just write a note on the side of that page, testimonials. Yeah, okay. So and just let me just stop you there for a sec. So what you're, the first thing you said, and I think it's a, a, um, a very valid point right at the beginning, is even if this is a very new thing for you, is setting aside... A block of time, ideally each week, this is the time of the week when I'm going to create content. Correct. Now, pres- presumably, even for those people that may well be absolute novices at this, even if for the first couple of weeks that hour is spent basically doing what you're suggesting, which is researching and thinking, what are the typical questions that people come to me with? Maybe they go back through past emails or go back in their minds through past sort of interactions with new people. What are the questions that people are typically asking about my area of focus. That's that's basically what you're saying, isn't it? You're correct. And look, there's lots of areas where those questions get asked where they're not potentially directly asked to you 
face-to-face mm. in client meetings or on the phone and things like that. So, What would be um, some examples of that? Oh, so your um, contact us forms on your website, people yep. are usually filling those in. They've got an inquiry. Now, that might go to a receptionist or, or some other uh, contact in the organisation then get farmed out to different people or going, well, I mean, if we're talking soloists, you know, you might write back to somebody and say, okay, yes, here's the answer or you might give them a call and then that sits in a folder in your in your email. Yep. But that tells me that that's a great uh, topic to create a piece of mm. content mm. around. Um, also, just jumping online and looking at your competitors, whether there are other soloists who might be doing content marketing or other larger organisations that you compete with, scanning their FAQ pages signing up for their newsletters, just monitoring even complementary businesses that aren't uh, necessarily your direct competitors will get your brain ticking Mm. about topics because you might see a topic that says ABC and you think, oh, you know what? They could also do D. There's a topic. Yeah, look, that's a great point. And I I I guess also with... um forums like you know our very own forums is you can you know you can see what people are talking about can't you You can see what the the general issues are around your industry similarly as you say following competitors great idea following perhaps what they're doing on twitter following what they're doing on facebook again you'll get a strong idea of the sort of responses they're giving to people and therefore the kind of questions that are being asked so yeah, these are great ideas of how to to think about the content. So let's say you've you you know you take a lot of those actions and you're sitting there now on your you know your second weekend on your second block of time and you've got a number of questions kind of written out there, you know, blank sheet of paper. How do you how do you then get started and what you know what are some ways? Because I think some people. I'm sorry, I'm not even letting you answer that question. That's yet. okay. Then no, no, I keep <laughs> Um, what some people do, I think, is that, is they sort of assume that they've got to be writing reams and reams, you know, 500 words or 1,000 words. It doesn't have to be like that, does it? No, absolutely not. The, a lot of people that are trying to get into content marketing, a blog's obviously a good place to start. One of the questions I always get asked is, how long does it need to be? Mm. And there's no right or wrong answer there, but you have to give people an answer. So I generally say three, maybe 500 words, anything longer, think about cutting it into, you know, a series, one, two, three posts. But the, the, the key question to ask yourself is, or, or, or that will help determine the length, is, is this valuable? People will only consume your content if it's valuable to mm. them. Now, a, a, a one-sentence quote can be valuable to some people, a paragraph right up to really long pieces but before it's published before you really start fleshing an idea out you need to say to yourself so it's a check at the start and it's also a check at the end to say why would somebody care about this Mm. and that's probably one of the key differentiators or or differences between content marketing and and marketing more generally is you shouldn't really just be focusing on what you want to tell people you should be focusing on what people want to know Mm, that's a it's very a subtle good point. difference yeah it is a subtle difference and it's it's often the difference between a piece that is very clearly um charged with a degree of selling versus one that is is absolutely one that's just generally sharing knowledge and it's it's the latter that we're going for isn't it i mean how many times i mean thankfully less and less these days but how often do we receive newsletters or um, posts from people that are, are just pushing their products and services, and it, it's not what we want to be reading, is it? We've, we've, there's a Correct. better, a better and way to get attention. A hundred percent. And if people 
are subscribed to your newsletter, uh, have an RSS feed for your blog, follow you on Facebook, they generally know what you do and they know where to find you if they have a problem. Writing something that consistently is only about selling will just alienate the audience. Now, we always need to be doing things in our business that are about ultimately making more money mm-hmm. for 99.9% of us. So content marketing is a vehicle that will help us get there. But what it does do, and without making it sound too crude, it does soften the market so that when you do have a genuine offer, something that you really want to tell people about a product or a special, they're going to be much more receptive to that if that's a 1 in 10, 1 in 20 uh communication piece mm. rather than, a, oh, well, it's Monday and this is, these are the shirts that we're trying to shift this week or the mm. car washes or the, mm. the, the chips or the hamburgers or whatever it might be. Yeah, and I to, uh, absolutely get your point. So when let's just have a look again. That, so you've come up with some good, great ideas there as a way we can kind of get some topics, look at what the opposition are doing, look at what questions people are asking us. Um, what about if we um, if we if we're very new in business, we haven't got a lot of questions. You know, we haven't got a lot of kind of history. Okay, sure, we can look at the competition and see and get some hints from them. Any other strategies that that you personally use or recommend for coming up with with content ideas? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, I think if you're really just starting out, there's not going to be, unless you've already got some sort of database that you've brought with you or brought with you or you've grown, you don't have an audience to speak to. So Mm. one one really easy trick is to or, or tactic is ask people to ask questions. I know that sounds a little bit incestuous, but Mm -hmm. uh, if you've got a good audience, ask them, what would you like to know? So in my Mm -hmm. sign-up forms for my email newsletter, and I'd be suggesting that this is something everybody should do, I ask people, what is your biggest marketing challenge? Mm -hmm. Simple, straightforward, people give me an answer, and I can either write back to them personally and say, hey, look, I blogged about this six months ago and you're not the only person with this problem, check this post out. Mm. Or, geez, there's an idea for a post. I never realised people were facing that challenge yep. in that way. And um, I guess, I guess I also think, what we can do, sorry, I'm cutting across you, but yeah, that's okay. also I guess for anybody in a new business that's going along maybe to a face-to-face networking event or interacting with anybody or, or again on discussion forums, you can ask a question there, you know, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night or what are the three things that keep you awake at night? It's yeah. quite a good um, conversation opener apart from anything else, isn't it? Just to ask people to um, share some of their concerns. I've never met a business owner who's not um, very ready and willing <laughs> to share. Yeah. And uh, that, that can also be a good idea. Sorry, you were going to... Yeah, uh, no, that's okay. That, 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 that's a good tactic uh, and something to add to that would be one of the biggest mistakes or challenges people find with content marketing is that they'll walk around for the week, they'll have people asking them questions, they'll ask questions of people, what keeps you awake at night? And then they go, okay, it's Monday lunchtime, it's now time to do content. And they might have a couple of little dodgy pieces of, you know, two, three-word notes written on their notepad that says uh, cash flow. Mm. And they think they look at that or they look at the blank screen and they're trying to recall these questions that people had asked them or told them about the challenges they have and they look at the blank screen and go, I've got nothing. But when people are talking about those challenges and those issues and their problems they're facing, generally, for me anyway, I get quite excited about a piece of content I could create that would help educate them about how they could solve that problem. Mm -hmm. So thinking about ways to easily capture 
content ideas on the go is really important. Now, whether you use that, you send yourself an email or you leave yourself a little recording uh, on your phone uh, with the audio software or you call your own voicemail or whatever it might be, Mm. my advice would be to give as much detail about that idea as possible because it's always easy to trim it down rather than two or three words that you scribble down on a bit of paper and you look Mm. at it a week later and think, what the hell was that? I've got no idea. And I still do yeah. that. Like yep. it's it's still a challenge because you think, oh, I'll remember that. Mm. But you never do. I, I make that mistake over and over and over again. Mm. But uh, I am trying to get better at it. Yeah, look, I th- oh, that's a great idea. And I must say um, what I tend to do, I've, I've set up a little rule in my email um, so that anything that has the title article ideas sort of plops into a folder. And because uh, I'm I'm forever thinking of things on the go, so if I have an article idea, I'll just scribble out some notes, usually on my smartphone, and send it to my article ideas folder. Uh, I also do what you say, which is I'm frequently ringing up my landline and leaving <laughs> le- leaving myself absurd messages. Yeah. Um, and often I do it when my son's in the car, and he's thinking, "Dad, you have lost it." Yeah. But anyway, um, and that, I do find that that works well. And um, increasingly, as well, from my point of view, I'm using. Um, uh, Google Docs more and more so that um, yes. what I'll do is just sort of start a folder and then I know that because often my background is uh, like you, like yours is, is very much in marketing and I tend to start with a title and then I kind of figure out the content later which is a bit bit um, backwards perhaps. Yeah, but, look, um, it's, it's an interesting, I think the thing that people need to keep in mind is you can have an idea and then you can distribute that idea. And mm. the path from idea to distribution and, and getting your message out in front of people can be a straight line or it can yeah. be zigzagged. So mm. I'm like you, I like to write. So if I have an idea for a, a topic, an article, a blog, I will generally write that blog because for me I have to get that stuff out of my head. Mm. I, can, I can freestyle it um, verbally and on a camera but quite often I'll do that and I'll – afterwards think there's a really important point I really should tell people there and I don't Mm. want to go back and have to record the video so what I do is I write my blog first then I drop it into some free software I think it's called Listec L-I-S-T-E-C which is um, a uh, like a a teleprompter so I, I write the blog get it how I want then I drop that content into the teleprompter on the iPad I sit the iPad about four or five metres behind, uh, you can use your iPhone, if you've got, particularly if you've got an iPhone 5, it takes great HD video as long as you've got some half-decent lighting. Yeah. Um, and I set the teleprompter a couple of metres behind the phone, just behind the camera on the front of the phone right. uh, or on the back of the phone, and I read that blog. And then I can take that one piece and I can do the blog, I can do a video, I can strip the audio out and pull it into a podcast. So if I do four mm. blogs in a month, I've got four audio pieces that I can pull into a podcast. I can do some slides to help supplement it and put that stuff on SlideShare. Now, with a lot of clients, one of the hurdles people have with creating content is blogs are, are really attractive because not only, well, mostly because you know they, they help flesh out your website, people can read them uh, and also they're keyword rich, generally mm, speaking. Sure. So you get your search engine uh, benefits there. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, when they sit, when I tell them they have to write a blog, they one, like we were talking about earlier, don't have time. Mm. Two, don't like writing, so they're not like you and I. Mm. And three, uh, they 
just generally not sure where to start. So we've covered off some topics. We've covered off setting aside some time. Mm. But some people go, oh, really? Do I have to write some words? Mm. And the challenge then is uh, the, the phrase I use is they just wash it in bleach. So right. they write in a completely different style to the way they talk to people mm. and the way they communicate. Now, I know writing online is going to be a little bit more formal because you don't want to sound like you're a, you know, a year seven English student who's still, um, you know, writing LOL, yep. LOL and, and WTF and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So it needs um, to be slightly different from that. But I'm, I think what you're about to say is it, it doesn't, you know, we don't want to lose the individuality of the, of the person, do we? Correct, but I say that you can start with a video. So I would say to people, stick the video in because then you can send the audio away, get it transcribed, and there's your blog. Hmm. You just tidy it up. So, okay, Daniel, one, let's um, look at this, you know, this, this area of, of, uh, of, you know, you've got the idea and then you're trying to write it and as you say some people are comfortable writing, others less so. Have you worked out or, or suggested often with your clients that they employ an external writer to kind of tidy things up or how, what's your experience been of that? In terms of tidying up so it reads well or then somebody external actually creating the content for them? I'm thinking probably more the former. So let's imagine because, I, I'm yes, there are ways that you can just get someone else to create your content, but I think that's probably a whole different interview. Yeah. I'd rather think let's imagine that you are the business owner, you've got the idea, you know the hot topics, but you just hate writing. You know, so maybe you can get some key points down and then get someone else to come in and, and craft it for you. Have you had much experience of that? Does that? Are we able to maintain our own sort of tone of voice by doing that? What are your experiences there? Yeah, look, one approach can be, I do this with a fair number of clients, particularly those that don't want to write or don't particularly want to do video, is uh, I will get them to record their thoughts and their, their key points around a blog and then basically word process it for them. Okay. Yeah. And, but, do, you, uh, and, yeah, do, you, and do you find that, I mean, obviously this is something that you do um, as, a, as, a, as a service to your clients. Have, have you found that when you've done that, that um, these people have then gradually started to develop their own sort of style and, and then take it back themselves? Or are you, do you find yourself sometimes continually sort of writing content for people? Oh, both. It, okay. Look, it really depends on the client. That was kind of the point I was trying to make when I was rambling a little bit before about mm. do you start writing, do you start with the video, do you start with some key points, do you start with audio, is everybody's really – really different some people want are thirsty to learn how to do it themselves and you, you work with them for a little while and then give them a, a push in the back and say off you go and keep an eye on them but other mm. people are just they're so time they know they need to do it but they're so time poor that they're just can you make this happen please mm. and there's everything in between yeah so okay. there's no right or wrong answer they're all they're all doable it's just a matter of how the person likes to work, how much time they've got, how much energy they've got for it. And I, but I, I guess, and I think we'd probably both agree here that it's not. It matters not really which path you take, but in most businesses, taking one of the paths is is, is kind of increasingly important 
to business marketing, isn't it? Correct. You know, to to correct. create Let's, content. And I'm sorry, I'll carry on. Is is yeah, also, you know, what, what I know is that there are, um, and we see a number of them within our forums, within our directory, a lot of freelance writers, really capable people who can maybe listen to you. You could possibly have a half hour conversation once a week. Um, where you're um, getting across the points that you want and they will week by week by week get to know you more and get to know you further and that relationship can just get stronger and stronger can't it and it's not a, it doesn't need to be a big expense by any means but the value to your business of having that content um, you know is is, uh, is is vastly more than the expense of an hour of a, of a writer's time oh absolutely it's if you're a business, one of the things, I think there's two points there is that that comment about the path is exactly the point I was trying to make with creation of content. So whether you start with a video and then strip the audio out and edit it or whether you start with writing, you've got an idea and you have to distribute it and you have to be using that content marketing. Mm. People are mad if they're if they're not doing it, but you have to take the path, but you have to find that path that works well for you with the resources and the energy and the effort that you have. Absolutely, completely agree. Mm. So let's have a look at, um, you've talked largely about sort of creating content through what we might say are our own channels, so our own website, our own Facebook page, our own Twitter followers perhaps. What about partnering with others? I mean, this is clearly, I mean, it's, I'm delighted to say you, you've partnered with Flying <laughs> Solo and we're, we're publishing your content. How do, you, how do you go about that? You know, what process do you follow to pick out the kind of people that maybe you could be partnering with and how do you approach them? How do you stalk them? What's your process there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's, you get a lot of uh, silence, to be honest. So you will approach people. Uh, and look, content marketing is still is still new and creating content and sharing content. Everybody sees it happening and everybody wants to do it and everybody wants to be like their competitors, but nobody really gets started. And look, unless you can position a burning problem for people, they generally don't change their behavior. So Flying Solo has, it's not necessarily a burning problem, it's an mm. ongoing process, needs to source content because you can't produce all that content yourself. So mm. you welcome people like me with open arms, mm. put some processes around it and say, hey, yes, we'd like you to contribute. And I get benefit from that because it's exposure and people sign up for newsletters and want to talk to me and all that sort of stuff. Yep. But if you just go to a business and say, hey, I'd like to or, or a, an, an industry body or something like that and say, hey, I just want to create some content to share with your people, mm. you have to link it to a problem. Yep. So if they're so, I wrote a blog a couple of weeks ago about, um, or, or sorry, no, I was speaking to a client a couple of weeks ago about webinars mm -hmm. and and how they might use those to extend their reach. And I gave the I gave the example to them that it was about uh, fitness. Uh, if if they if they wanted if I wanted to do more work in the fitness industry. I may approach somebody like Fitness Australia and say, I want to do a webinar for your members because you're trying to, and this is where you link it to their problem, mm -hmm. you're trying to support and enhance their business. I've got something that you can offer them that will help you do your job better. Okay. So unless you're linking it to what they're trying to achieve and their problems, if you just send them emails or phone calls or whatever and just say, hey, look, I want to, I want to do stuff, it's almost... It's all about you, isn't it? Well, I just realised as I was saying that, that's what content marketing shouldn't be about. It's mm. not about you. It has to be about the audience. Mm. 
And so you're absolutely right. You, you stop focusing on what you get out of it and focus more on what other people will get out of it because that stuff will come back to you. Mm. It's, it's, you know, I don't really spend my time a lot thinking about karma and the universe and all that sort of stuff. But with content marketing, the more you put out there and, and, and take the approach of sharing and educating with people, the more it comes back to you. Mm. That's such a good point. And, and yes, and I, and I guess as, you know, as you rightly say, you know, you, you, um, came across us and you followed our processes and you know here we are talking on a podcast um, creating more content for you more content for us and and uh, more benefits to our members and to listeners so and, and it, just to jump in there I think mm. one of the one of the things to remember there is there's no and it is a little bit like content creating content as a general rule in your business each week is there is no I can't say to people, go and speak to this peak industry body and do A mm. and then B, C, D and E will follow and you'll make money at F. I never even considered that you would get in contact with me and say, hey, could I do an interview on your podcast? No. I'm creating content. I want it to work harder. I can shape it to align with soloists and I also see it as a benefit for myself because I'm getting practice and getting exposure with writing on other websites for my own business, not for other people's businesses, which is what usually happens. Mm. And doors just start opening up to you. Somebody might listen to this podcast and say, hey, we're running a conference for financial planners mm. and they need to get their head around this. Would you like to come and do a speech? Mm. Uh, okay. Like I can't tell people what that path is going to be, no. but there will be opportunities there. Hey, we'll both do that speech. I'll interview you on stage. It'd be perfect. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, all right. Well, if, if there's any anybody out there running conferences and they want to, they want some speakers for uh, sure. content marketing, Robert and I will come and do a two-person act. We'll be there with bells on. Um, Best supporting lady you've ever met. <laughs> now, I've, final point. I'm going to uh, round up with you in a second. But um, where you're creating all this content then, presumably – um, the, I mean, do you have you written a book? Is that is this sort of on your on your yeah, radar? That's on what, a to do list. To-do list. But yes. let's imagine when it's getting closer to the top, you've got the content for it, haven't you? It's all you've all, you've got it there. It's then just a matter of reformatting it. Some ideas turn into chapters. Some chapters turn into ideas. You know, it's there, presumably, isn't it? And and, and those chapters and ideas turn into short videos that can be put mm. on platforms like Udemy and Digital Chalk that become online courses for people to start developing their own content strategies because they can't afford a couple of thousand dollars for a professional yep. to do it and that creates passive income. But speaking about books, a really, and this is how people need to think forward with their content marketing, I'm doing um, a engagement with a consulting firm mm -hmm. they run a diploma of leadership capability they're the only organization in australia that can run it because they developed it and so nobody else can run it but it is a, a nationally recognized course it's mostly for government and it's only in-house so they don't deliver it to to just individuals you can't just turn up to the september course because it's highly uh focused on uh, the organization and building the organization's elements into the course anyway it's really hard to market because you can't put ads on Google, mm. you can't spam government employees, there's tenders, there's procurement processes, all those sorts of challenges that we have. So one approach I'm doing is just like you're doing with me, I'm going around and interviewing leaders mm. once a week and creating a podcast. I'll get that transcribed into words so that uh, we get search engine optimization benefits, but also because some people prefer to read than listen to audio. Yeah. But what I've said to the client is at the end of the year, 
let's pull all those blogs together, which is the, the transcribed audio from the podcasts, and let's turn it into a nice hardcover, hardcover like a photo book. So mm-hmm. a profile, uh, a, a profile picture, a short bio, and then the transcript from their interview with, I don't know, we'll pick the twenty or thirty best ones. Get some short, get a short run of photo books printed, so it's nice hardcover mm. printed stuff. You don't have to go to a publisher. We don't have to do any more written work. We just have to make it look a little bit nice and do a bit of desktop publishing. But we don't have to create any more content. And guess what? When you put that in front of potential clients mm. and those people who did the interviews, that's a big, heavy, hands-on piece of content that mm. holds a lot of weight, that sits in people's uh, reception areas yep. on their coffee tables. Very nice bit of credibility building. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Now, whether you start with a book and then you work backwards and create lots of content out of that mm. or you pull together content to create a book, that path isn't just from A to B. No. Yeah. Perfect. Good point. Now, you mentioned a couple of resources there that I'll just take you back. You talked about digital chalk. Yes. Uh, could and you Udemy? Just, yes. Could you just explain those briefly for listeners? Yeah. Guys, go and check them out. They're basically, there's, there's free courses on there. But generally speaking, they are video courses that people have put together on pretty much any topic, okay, to be okay. honest. Uh, and so if you've got a video camera and you've got a few editing skills and you've got a process that you'd like to teach people or a course where you've got maybe a work, maybe you've got a workshop in your kit bag that you potentially go and run for clients, you could turn that into online. So present it with slides and things like that. Then you can put it up on those platforms and charge $20, dollars $100. Okay, and people out the back of Canada could be buying for a week and you're getting passive income out of that. Very nice. Okay, so these are places that you can actually turn your content into something additional that you actually sell as opposed to just something that's marketing the existing kind of business that you have. So, Absolutely, love- and it's passive income. You mm. don't have to be doing stuff to it every single week unless you want to update certain sections of it. Sure. Selling in your sleep. Lovely, lovely thought to, to leave Well, you maybe with. I could sleep more then. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Daniel Oyson, for, for joining us. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo. I'm Robert Gerrish, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're looking to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, you'll find heaps of resources at flyingsolo.com.au and a supportive community on our forums and Facebook. Thanks for listening.